Good morning. Actually, it's afternoon on the East Coast. I still got that morning mindset, I guess. Monday, I start a little slow on Mondays, but I get my momentum. And I take the morning on Mondays because I preach on Saturday and Sunday. So I take the morning. Usually take the kids to school. They're on a uh, two-hour delay today. So I did my workout. Got some ideas flowing. I wished Buck Bueller a happy birthday. He's 38. I told him he was the man at the pool of Bethesda from John 5, 5. <sighs> Preacher humor. 38 years by the pool. But I was just kidding about that. Now I want to wish you a good morning. I got a thought to share. But I'm going to welcome a few people like Mike and Krista and Michael. Hey, guys, don't judge me. I'm going to take a sip of my Diet Coke. Please do not preach to me about the dangers of aspartame. Don't want to hear it. It's not cocaine, people. It's just a Diet Coke. I never claimed to be the epitome of healthy habits. I did preach this weekend on three habits of a healthy heart. I see you, Tabitha, with the red hearts. Four of them. Did you hear the message this weekend, Tabitha? Did any of you get to hear it? It is live now online. I want you to hear it. God really spoke to us. It was actually an audible. We were starting a series called Work Your Windows. Hold on. Work your windows or your moonroof, whatever the case may be. I was about to pull out of my garage and uh, I had a thought coming in. It's not an original thought. I'm closing my moonroof. And I wanted to get on Facebook Live and share. I've been a little slack on Facebook Live lately. I feel like there's so many platforms I can't keep up. About the time I got on Periscope, nobody was using it. But here we are. Thank you, Lisa. I'm glad you enjoyed the message. Karen, I enjoyed being at Seacoast. What an awesome time. We had, it was a great week. I got to teach our staff on Thursday. I talked to them about the most important principle of momentum that I think I've discovered in ministry in uh, 11 years of being a pastor. I'm going to be sharing that same principle at Inside Elevation. How you'd like that plug? You got to work your window, ma'am. And while I got you on here, I wanted to let you know registration is almost full for our leadership event. It's once a year. We did it twice last year, once this year, called Inside Elevation. Google it. Google Elevation Church, Inside Elevation. Uh, we got a couple hundred spots left. That's it. They told me the other day we're almost full, and I don't want you to miss the chance. If you want to come, it's in March. I don't know any more details. Please don't ask me. Thank you, Habakkuk. Is your name really Habakkuk? Because if it is Habakkuk, if your name really is Habakkuk, um, then I think that's amazing. I thought something more clever was going to come to my mind to say. I really love your name. I'm not making fun of your name. Um, Elijah was about as far toward Old Testament prophets as Holly would let me go with our first child. I couldn't get into the minor prophets. She wasn't having it. God bless you, Wendy. I'm glad you love the message. So uh, if, you, if you're a church leader, check out Inside Elevation. And I taught our team. I had the privilege to uh, preach for my friend Greg Surratt at Seacoast Church. What a great time we had. And uh, thank you, Glaxon David. David Glaxon, however that works. Thank you, Priscilla. Hello from South Africa. Hello from Mexico. God bless you. I know y'all get bored when I just start listing places like it's 50 nifty United States from the 13 original colonies. Shout them, scout them, tell all about them one by one until we've given a state. I should take off my sunglasses. It's kind of rude, isn't it? 
can look each other in the eyes. Um, listen, I wanted to share something with you. Um, and it's not an original thought, but it's something that I began to talk about when I preached on New Year's Eve. It was something that I glossed over that I picked up from Acts 16. And I don't know if you're near a Bible or if you can open up um, your Bible app while you're watching me. Probably not, but just take my word for it. When Paul and Silas prayed at midnight and the foundations of the prison shook, I preached a message called Good Morning Midnight, and you can find it online. But the essence of the message was that uh, we've got to memorize God's faithfulness and our miracles so that we'll remember to rejoice, choosing how we remember things that happened to us. We've got to mobilize instead of trying to get out of situations, though, we want to bring God's presence into the situation. That's the true and lasting way of escape. Not running from stuff, but running toward our calling, even if that means running toward the conflict. Man, I could stop and talk about that for a long time. Couldn't we talk about Moses through the Red Sea, David and Goliath, or even Paul in prison, how he wouldn't leave after the doors were open because there was still something to be done. And then we talked about uh, maximizing the opportunity. And I made one little statement. Again, the germ of this thought was from someone else. I don't know who made the quote originally, but it's a contrast, okay? Because Paul was a hostage when the passage began. He was put in jail with Silas, chained to the floor. The doors open, he stays. The jailer at the Philippian prison wants to kill himself, but Paul leads him to faith in Jesus Christ and his whole household. And the jailer ends up uh, making him some, how do we want to make it? Some macaroni and cheese and some honey baked ham. Just getting creative. But the Bible does say that he fed him, fed, fed Paul, fed Silas, washed his wounds, which we used as an example to say that sometimes the very thing that was meant to keep you bound is the very thing that God will use as a part of your healing process. You know how this goes. When you have a test that becomes your lesson. When you have pain in your life, but it ends up becoming a part of your purpose or clarifying your purpose. You go through an affliction and you're able to comfort someone else. Um, you learn things the hard way, like we talked about Christmas and you know I want to use social media from time to time not just to recap things but to go deeper into them and um, if the numbers here on Facebook are correct if Zuckerberg isn't just making stuff up uh, got a couple thousand people on right now and maybe more will watch on the rebroadcast I'll save it because I want to ask you a question and the question is are you a hostage or a host think about it as it relates to the circumstances in your life today are you a hostage? Do you see yourself as a hostage? Are you, as we talked about this weekend, hiding behind blame? Are you a hostage, consistently listing all of your limitations, never seeing your possibilities? That's what we're going to talk about in this Work Your Window series. But I want to begin by asking you, do you see yourself as a hostage or a host? Because Paul, in the passage I just mentioned, in the Philippian prison, went from hostage to host when he hollered to the jailer. You can look this up. Sir, the jailer said, what must I do to be saved? And Paul said, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you and your household, and you'll be saved. And he baptized him. He went from hostage to host. And uh, 
the quote that I heard, I, I think it was originally in a New Age context, maybe by Wayne Dyer. Uh, but I think that the principle that he shared applies to our Christian faith. And I think it's illustrated here in this passage. Uh, Wayne Dyer was talking about being a hostage to your ego or a host to God. And uh, think about Paul's decision in this moment. Will I be a hostage to my pain, my predicament, or am I going to sing at midnight? And because of his perspective, remember your perspective is your prison or your passport. That's why we have to learn to work our windows. If our eye is full of light, our whole body will be full of light. And so we have to learn how to see situations differently. I feel like this is good preaching, man. Y'all talk to me. Talk to me. And deciding to host the presence of God, to host the Holy Spirit in your heart, in your situation, I think is the decision uh, that, that defines those who go on to accomplish great things for God. So is this resonating with anyone? I'm, I'm seeing a, a few of you say here, good word, hostage or host. How are you going to live today? Are you going to be a hostage to your emotions? Because your emotions, they'll push you all around the prison cell, beat your back raw, try to keep you in a, in a state of suffering. And if you make the decision uh, to rejoice, remember the reason for your joy and the hope that you have within you. It can change everything. Thank you, Lenore, for sharing the video. It says that Lenore Nichols Patillo and 60 others, I know I butchered your name, but it doesn't mean I don't appreciate you, just shared the video. Thank you for sharing this. I think this is a, a good question, just a simple question for Monday Motivation. Will I live today as a hostage or a host? I can make a decision right now that even the hard things in my life, I'm going to employ them to accomplish the purpose of God. All things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. Just something to think about. A lot of us live in a mental state of feeling like we're chained to things. I like the way my boy Levi Lusco says it. He talks about another time where Paul was praying to, chained to a prison guard. And he said, the, uh, the chains, I'm going to preach this one day. Uh, the chain works both ways. Not only was the prison guard, not only was Paul chained to the prison guard. That's one way of seeing it. But the prison guard was chained to Paul. What a perspective shift. And Paul took the opportunity. And I want to be like that. I'm not always like that. I get to feeling sorry for myself. As we talked about this weekend, I hide behind. Okay, Eddie wants to know, what's the meaning of host? Well, consider it, Eddie. I mean, I can't answer that for you. What does that mean in your situation? That's why Jesus asked questions to people. Okay? And I'm, I'm not taking this opportunity to fuss at you, Eddie, but... You have to ask yourself that question. What would it look like for me to welcome God's presence and God's instruction in this situation? That's what I mean by host. It means that you take responsibility when you host someone in your home, when I host someone in the church. When I see myself as a host, it's me taking responsibility. It's me rather than letting the situation or the circumstances dominate me. I come to the situation and I know that I have the Holy Spirit. I have the presence of God. And so I think that what I mean by host, I don't know everything that it means. I mean, you have to ask that yourself. But what I mean is, it goes back to something that I've taught before. I can't always choose what comes in my life, but I choose what to make of it. And that's what made Paul so effective 
Um, he said, I consider my life worth nothing to me if only I may testify to the gospel of God's grace. I want to finish my race, my course, Acts 20, 24. And uh, it was like when Paul came into a hardship, it's like what he had with the thorn that he talked to the Corinthian church about. Remember this? He said, I asked God to take it away. He wouldn't. And so I used the thorn, which was the difficult, the, the circumstance, the trouble in my life. And it led me to experience God's grace in a deeper way. And that's what I mean by becoming a host. It's not being a victim. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. By not saying, oh, well, I'm in college right now. If I wasn't in college, if I didn't have uh, these classes, what will you do? Make the most of it. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 um, I'm in this marriage right now. I, I got these kids at this stage. You know, we all have stuff. I have it. You have it. And uh, we could compare and say who's whose hostage situation is worse. But when you see yourself that way, when you see yourself as a captive to your circumstances, um, it's very difficult to experience victory. And I've met all kinds of people who were going through hell. I think about my friend Lance right now. My God, the year he had in 2016. But I would go and meet with him in his hospital room. And the way that he had chosen to view his circumstance, I would just leave so challenged that Although his health, I mean, he came close to death several times last year. He's been with me in the church for 10 years. But I would see somebody who could have seen himself as a victim to poor health. And he took the opportunity. He was just full of encouragement. And he actually, I would go in to encourage him and he would encourage me. That's what I mean by being a host. I pick up the phone to call Lance. And I'd be like, hey, I just called to encourage you. And he'd start in on me. And five minutes later, I'd say, hey, I called you to encourage you. Stop encouraging me. And it challenged me, man, because he saw himself as a host of the presence of God. You see what I'm saying? Thank you, Melanie. I feel like it's a strong word, too. Am I going to be a hostage this week or a host? We all have the decision to make. Some people have great circumstances and a terrible attitude. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Some people have terrible circumstances. You look at their attitude, you go, man, they made a decision to make the most out of the situation they're in. So maybe this is God just whetting our appetite. I have a feeling he's going to speak to us through the Work Your Window series. Are you excited about Work Your Window? That's the series I'm beginning this weekend. I'm, I was supposed to start it this weekend, but uh, I did the best I could teaching three habits of a healthy heart so we could get the whole church family on board. Not everybody was able to meet. Some of the campuses had to be closed because of the school districts and the facilities they meet in. But uh, we decided to host, you like that tie-in? We decided to host who came. Susan says, it's not why me, it's what's next. Good, good application, good application. God bless you, Shekana, Shauna, Keisha, just a little teaching. Now listen, if this blessed you on Facebook, if you think somebody needs to hear this, maybe they have kind of a why me mentality. Uh, or maybe maybe you just want to encourage somebody who you see that really practices this principle. Uh, why don't you share this video with them? And uh, go online, check out Three Habits of a Healthy Heart, something God gave me for our staff uh, initially. And it came to me real quickly. It's just three things that a healthy heart knows how to do. Remember, for, for real change to be sustained, sustained now, not just started, but sustained, it has to happen in the heart. 
But the change that happens in the heart is cultivated by habits. If you want to be generous, do generous things. If you want to be patient, practice patience. Stuff like that. That's what I teach about. And I give you three things. And if you want to sit down with it before the end of the day or rewatch it or share it with someone, that would be awesome. Consuela says, uh, why me or try me? I'm not sure what that means, but it rhymes. And I think it's awesome. Thank you for sharing it. Hey, I'm glad you guys joined in. If you enjoyed this Monday Motivation, just share it. If you're watching it after I, I went live, just comment. Let me know what helped you. The, the best thing you can do is share it. And uh, get out on social media. Get the word out. Work your window. New series starts January 14th and 15th. We're going to try it again. And uh, it's cool to be able to connect with you in this way. If this helps you, let me know. I'm just sitting here in my car. And sometimes I feel like preaching. And I'm like, oh, I wish I could preach right now. And look at my phone. I'm like, you can preach right now. What a day we live in. Amazing. Amazing that I can come to you and hopefully encourage you today. So thank you, Tiffany, and uh, 258 others for sharing this video. Share it. Share it. I, uh, I shared it with you, and maybe you could share it with somebody, and we'll get the word out together. I pray that your year is off to a great start. Uh, go on elevationchurch.org. Got some sermons there for you this week's sermon, some other resources. Let me know how this blessed you. I'll check the comments here in a little while. Uh, it's a privilege to, to speak to you. and to preach to you on Monday a little bit. All right.